of the Regeneration Show, showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. It's Dave Adams here, and on this month's Regeneration Show, we're talking about the Heritage Action Zone in Wakefield and how it's helping to regenerate historic areas in the city centre. And I'm going to be joined in the studio with Paul Gwilliam, who's Wakefield Council's Heritage Action Zone officer, and also Anne Lockwood from First Choice Recruitment, who's benefited from a grant from the Heritage Action Zone. I'm also going to be talking to Richard Butterfield from Historic England and Councillor Michael Graham, who's Cabinet Member for Culture, Leisure and Sport at Wakefield Council. I'm going to be talking to Michael about how the Heritage Action Zone is helping to regenerate Wakefield City Centre and build the economy for the future. So, the Heritage Action Zones, what they're all about, I hear you say. Well, I want to welcome Paul Gwilliam, who's Heritage Action Zone Officer for Wakefield Council. Welcome to Rhubarb Radio, Paul. Hello. We're going to be joining Anne very shortly, who's actually taken advantage of the grant to change her shop front into something really special. And Anne, looking forward to that. We'll be doing that shortly. Paul, Heritage Action Zone. Sounds very grand. Tell us more. What's it all about? It's a £3.8 million scheme, joint funded by Historic England and Wakefield Council. And it's the idea of kind of giving grants to building owners to be able to regenerate their properties, historic properties. The Heritage Action Zone is something special because it's, it's about trying to bring heritage back to life on the street because we've got some very very important historic buildings on Westgate where this heritage action zone is is focused and really it's about sort of making sure that we bring back those buildings to a state where they are usable again because some of them have some very difficult issues because they're very old (laughs) very old indeed (laughs) yes like anybody I tell I suppose (laughs) okay but it's a, it's a wonderful part of the city centre and there's so much history there. Westgate is a very, very important street because it was one of four streets that came into the city very, very early on. So if you go back to medieval times, there was a church right in the very centre of, of Wakefield and there were four main roads in. So the buildings have gone along with that history throughout that period and one of them was Westgate. Right. Now, Westgate still has elements of the very, very early buildings there, but it also has a fascinating history because as Wakefield grew, that street grew as well. Mm. So the different buildings, the different quality of buildings are there really from the 1590s, I think we've got a building from 1590, that have moved all the way through to Georgian period, then the Victorian period, and those buildings are still preserved on that street. So it's actually, a, if you like, a brilliant timeline. Yes. Of, of Wakefield's it's history. Capsule, time capsule, so it, yeah. it, it is unique, yeah. you know, is, is, yeah. is Westgate. Yeah, so the Heritage Action Zone came about mm-hmm. to help these buildings in Westgate. Indeed. So how is it taking them forward from history to today and have a use for tomorrow yeah. as well? Yeah. Well, certainly these buildings, they have what they call a conservation deficit. Right. So basically the cost of the repairs of these buildings outweigh the cost of the value of the buildings, the actual physical value of the Mm. buildings. So if you've got a building that is worth £100,000 and you've got £300,000 of repair, that repair is never going to get done. Yes. So the idea of the Heritage Action Zone grants are to cover that conservation deficit. So when you have a very, very big building, 
scaffolding can be a fortune, roofs can be a fortune. So we start with that as the first principle. Make sure that the building is watertight so it can be used for future generations. And being able to do that, then we work down that building to try and improve the frontages, to improve the appearance of the street. So then that attracts you know, further visitors and further investment into the city. One of the interesting facts about, we're talking about Westgate, and and this is something that I've got on my notes, which I've got to actually say because I didn't realise this. Westgate was noted as one of the grandest streets outside of London uh, back in the 17, 1800s, yeah? And the idea is to bring it back to its former glory. No, I mean, you'll never really bring it back to its former glory because at that point... Mm. What we have is that there would have been a lot of very, very big Georgian houses on that street. So the landed gentry would have lived there. Right. But when the railway came in the 1850s, that started to go into decline. Right. So the the rich people then moved out to the country. They moved out to places like Heath Common. Yeah. And then those buildings got adopted into something else. They yes. became banks. They became warehouses that became lots and lots of different things but originally that street would have been a very very important street full of very very big houses right and now if you go below the the railway viaduct and you look at lower westgate some of those buildings are still there yeah. but they're just isolated now yeah, yeah. as those of other course. buildings have been knocked down of course absolutely okay so grants were available to yeah. help businesses tell us how did they work and, yeah. and what success was that yeah well really we originally when we put the 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 bid towards historic england because all these schemes have to be sort of have a plan yeah. if you like so we'd identified key buildings, key very big buildings on on the street that had problems, you know, mm. about poor poor roofs, mm. poor shop frontages, poor appearances, blocked drains, all those kind of things which make those buildings problematic. Yeah. We then targeted the building owners to ask if they wanted to take up grants. Not all of them do, right? because the way that the grants work is that the owners have to pay for the work front. So right. when you when you're looking at spending a mm. hundred, two hundred thousand sure. pounds, yes. um, you know, mm. on a building, that takes some big buy-in from a from a building owner to be of able course. to do that. Yes. and then we can then refund some of that money for the eligible works as we go right. through. Right. So it did take a lot of you know, sort of chatting through with the owners of the advantages of this, because this work started in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, of course. So we didn't no. really know what was going to happen. <laughs> not, an e- not an easy time. But 17 historic properties did yeah. benefit from grants. That's right, they isn't did. it? They did, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're we're almost there. I mean, that this work is now coming towards an end, but really sort of backing up this as well. We've had a lot of community buy-in as well. We've been doing works to explore the history of the street as well. So we've had art interventions. We've had Wakefield Historical Society doing research. We've had a book published by Wakefield Civic Society on the Mm. history of the street. So we've also, in the background, been digging into the history because what we would like to leave, not Mm. just a legacy of beautiful buildings, but also a better understanding of the history of the history. And there's real history there. And of course, on the Regeneration Show last month, we covered the exciting opportunities that uh, the council looking at for a hotel and developments around the old Westgate station. So it's it's very much homing into that part of the city centre, isn't it? So tell us, you talk about the legacy, you talk about taking it forward from the past to the future. And we're going to be talking more about that with Anne very shortly. How does this help the economy of the city centre and the economy across the Wakefield district? Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly it's it's about having a place to be that is attractive. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. if people come to the city and really Westgate is a gateway 
into mm. into the city as it's always been. Sure. So if you have buildings which are in a tatty state and they have problems, that is the first impression that you get of your city. Yes. So really to have that regeneration and to make those buildings look good again, yeah. you know, and function and have repairs that are lasting. Yes. Because one of the things that we've really tried to do is to get heritage skills back into play as well within the within the city because there's a huge shortage of heritage skills workers so we've been working with wakefield college they've been actually doing some work on a couple of the buildings right you know so they're actually learning how to use traditional building methods because modern building methods do not necessarily work in old buildings (laughs) yes let me say paul i really appreciate you coming into the studio to talk about it sounds like a wonderful project 17 buildings have been supported on westgate one of them is at 22 silver street and that is the home of first choice recruitment and coming up next we're going to have a chat with Anne lockwood who's the owner of first choice recruitment to see how the heritage action zone Grant funding helped Anne's business to move forward. And we're going to do that next. The Regeneration Show, showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. So it's Dave Adams here on The Regeneration Show this Thursday evening here on Rhubarb Radio, where we're talking about the Heritage Action Zone and how it's helped particular areas of the city of Wakefield to move forward. Westgate is a target area, as you've heard, for supporting some very historic buildings in terms of rejuvenation. And with me now, Anne Lockwood, who's the owner of 22 Silver Street, which is the home of First Choice Recruitment. Welcome to Rhubarb. Good evening. Good evening to you and welcome to the studios. Now, you have got a business, 22 Silver Street, which is First Choice Recruitment, and you certainly wanted to look at doing something with the outside of your property. And you have this opportunity of a grant through the Heritage Action Zone and Wakefield Council to do that work. So tell us more. First of all, tell us about your business. Okay. Uh, First Choice Recruitment, we have actually just celebrated our 30th anniversary. We've 30 years, it's a long time. We work with clients nationally, but more so locally. Generalist recruitment agency where we do uh, industrial work, you know, pickers, packers, forklift truck drivers uh, for some really prestigious clients around the Wakefield area. And also on the office side, our kind of main area really is customer service. Okay, so... We've got this building where you're situated. Tell us about the grant and tell us what you wanted to do and how it was done and how easy it was to make it happen. Yeah, so we heard about the grant and my first thought initially was, well, we'll never get any money or, you know, they're (laughs) kind of so hard to to apply for. But I have to say, Wakefield Council made it, you know, kind of relatively easy, you know, to go through the whole process. And that process was finding an architect and actually then, you know, getting quotes, three mm. quotes for the, the work as well. And again, you know, Paul, who we spoke to earlier, he helped us, you know, kind of greatly in that area. So we were, we got the grant funding. The work that we wanted to do was all external work. So okay. um, internally, we were, you know, we're fine, but it was all external work, really. So, yeah, we were pleased to you know get the grant money 
back at the end of 2019, I think it was. Just you know, before, just before the pandemic. Yes, yes, just before the pandemic. Yeah. Right, OK. So you got the grant money, couldn't do much through the pandemic. Nothing at all. <laughs> then it all started again after. It is. Uh, so it was all kind of brought back together again in September 2021. OK. And we started our work in March of 2022 and completed it kind of fairly recently, really. OK. Yeah. OK. So what was the history of the building? What is the history of the building? Do you know? The history has been all sorts of things but mainly a shop but I've been been around since um, 1790 and uh, you know originally it was really the end of, of the block that you know is before King Street was built yeah it was around before then right. and back of our building or really with the side of our building yeah. was a bit of a historic find you know when uh, okay. when we were looking right. around for that yeah. yeah interesting so tell us give us a flavor people are going to have to go to 22 Silver Street to see it. Yeah. give us a flavor of how it looks how different it looks now to what it was before. Okay, it looks massively different. You know, I mean, we had, it was um, aluminium kind of doors. We, we actually, how, our building also houses the news agents downstairs, so we're on the first floor. Right. And, you know, so there was a, a, a big aluminium shop window. Our doorway was quite difficult to find. Originally, the doorway was actually up the alley, and okay. we brought it, probably about 20 years ago, we brought it round to, to the, the front. To the front yeah. of the street, yeah. Yes, you know, the news agents had lots of stickers in his window, you know, kind of thing and um, and we were quite hard to find because we were limited in terms of signage really yeah so the difference it has made you know so people actually used to find it quite hard to find us mm. and you know quite often we get phone calls don't know where you are but anyway the frontage now is a heritage frontage we wanted to get away from gray which was, you know, the heritage grey that a lot of people were having. Okay. So we went to Chatsworth Blue, um, which is a fabulous blue heritage colour. Very smart. Which really does stand out yeah. uh, at the top of Westgate. We've actually had the rest of the building painted, um, some might say salmon pink, but I'd say they call it brickwork. Okay. Uh, but okay. we're kind of now the blue building at the top of Westgate. Yes. You know. So you, um, you can you know, easily so, tell people that. Yeah, we're at the you know, blue building. I'm looking at a building. picture of it. Yes. And it, yeah. I'm looking at the picture of the old and the new. And yeah. It's so Massive difference, yeah, it looks fabulous. But it also brings that heritage when you see the building, it brings it all out there and you stand out really strong. Absolutely. And as Paul said earlier, you know, the the roof we had repaired because there was some leaks there, very old roof. And the windows were all sash windows, some of them that were being held open with folders and blocks of wood mm. so they were all restored as well right. um, which was great but as I said the real find was called the back of our building just fabulous I mean yeah. I think when Paul saw it you know kind of like a little bit blown away it, you know really yeah, yeah and because nobody ever sees it, it's in a kind of quite scruffy yeah. little courtyard yeah. that was made into a courtyard obviously when King Street was built mm. you know then you know it's it's all brickwork yeah. original brickwork mm. you know a lot of the you know the pointing was crumbling yeah. there's big bay windows in there you know with right. stone mullions and you know actually a gargoyle or two gargoyle gargoyle one of those yes or one two. of those yeah. yeah so all that was uh, kind of renovated uh, and I say it's just oh. a shame that nobody sees it yeah. tell me about how it's helped your business we have lost candidates in the past I'm sure because they couldn't find us mm. now they can find us easily yes. and you know the amount of people that has have actually mentioned our frontage mm-hmm. you know kind of almost like passers-by or friends you know but certainly candidates that are coming in see, say that they're actually it's a lot easier to find us yes. and the more candidates that come to see us of obviously course. you know the more yeah. jobs we find for people and it's it's absolutely fascinating to hear and, what's happened and particularly now 
if you're looking for a job, the blue building yes. on the top of Westgate, <laughs> Westgate, you will see. But not only any old blue building, it's just a beautiful. I mean, the frontage, yeah. as I'm looking at it now, a picture of it, it looks fantastic. Yes. And it's great that not only did you have it done, but you found it easy and you found the council supported you all the way to get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And thanks very much for coming on to the Regeneration Show. You're welcome. Thank you. So coming up next, I'm joined in the studio with Richard Butterfield from Historic England. The Regeneration Show, showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. So I want to bring into the conversation Richard Butterfield from Historic England to talk about the Heritage Action Zones. Richard, welcome to the Regeneration Show. Hi there, really pleased to meet you. Listen, it's good to have you with us. Uh, From a national perspective, we want to find out more about the Heritage Action Zones. Well, the Heritage Action Zones are an initiative led by Historic England that we're actually rolling out nationwide. It's a tremendously exciting initiative because what it seeks to do is to use the historic environment as an engine of regeneration and revitalisation for our historic town centres. It's about unlocking that potential, isn't it? So tell us more about how that works and what you actually do physically as far as an area is concerned. Well, we're working with 68 partners around the country, including Wakefield Council. Right. And what we're doing with those partners is developing a programme of investment in high streets. And these are typically conservation areas. So some of our most historic town centre areas around the country. So we're working close with with local authorities who are also putting money into the programme. And we're partnering up with business owners to, to really help them refurbish, brighten up, restore properties and buildings that they manage. And I bet there's been some amazing finds over the years that you've discovered. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised about some of the hidden stories and hidden histories that we've got on our high streets, but it's nevertheless been absolutely fascinating to unveil those. We've been working very actively with local history groups and civic societies in Wakefield. They've been absolutely brilliant, the support they've given to this programme. So volunteer organisations who've carried out research on the ground and, and found out all those interesting little stories about buildings that you might not uh, ordinarily have, have expected. And it's really generated a huge amount of, of public interest. There have been one or two really special finds. So one of the last buildings that we've been working on on the Wakefield uh, Westgate Heritage Action Zone has been 6 to 8 Silver Street, which is a timber frame building at the top end of Westgate. Yeah. It's currently got a tattoo parlour on the ground floor. <laughs> really? But as we've worked with the building owners and stripped back the historic render that was really sort of encasing the building, we've got this superbly preserved timber framed structure that we found underneath. And we've actually you know, organised local training events for experts and specialists and architects and historians and so on to really understand the story of that building as we've uncovered it. We've also brought in lots of our Historic England experts to carry out such studies as dendrochronology, which is the, the dating of the the timber rings of the oak beams that, that support the building. And in this particular example, we've been able to date the building back to the 1590s. My goodness, my goodness. And it's it's a tattoo parlour at this moment in time, and you'd never know it. You would walk past on Silver Street and not even realise. So it's just got amazing history. What happens then when you do this research? How does it move forward to help in terms of conservation? Well, it's always best to have an informed view 
when right. you're carrying out conservation work. So we don't really want to be doing speculative reconstructions of what things might possibly have been. We want to know. And that requires us doing the, the historical research to find out what the building form might have been at different times in the past. I mean, equally, we're not really about just trying to turn the clock back and, and reinstate buildings as they might have been in, in, some, in some golden age. We're really just wanting to understand the building and do an honest work of providing conservation, improvement, and really a facelift to those structures. And as far as Wakefield's concerned, then, you're working, like you say, with organisations, the council in Wakefield. Are there other buildings, other areas within the city that you're looking at or going to look at? Well, certainly at the bottom end of, of Westcott, there's a, a really wonderful collection of buildings down there. You might know the yeah. Elephant and Castle yes, pod yes. with the amazing ceramic tile exterior. Mm. Now, I can remember getting off the the train at the old Wakefield Westgate station Westgate, yeah. and coming out, maybe having to wait half an hour or more for a train thinking, Oh, what can I do in the, in the meantime? And the elephant and castle was the, the site that faced you. And what we're doing there, we're working with the building owners to restore that ceramic frontage. So we've got conservation teams working on replacing in a very bespoke fashion, those individual ceramic bricks on the front of the building and it will be bring it back into use hopefully as a pub on the ground floor but also uh, accommodation on upper floors for for visitors coming to wakefield so really key gateway site to the yes. to the city yeah. and an interesting i suppose development of the high street as well not just a place that we associate with shopping but also one with leisure activities and uh, places to to stay over as well it's interesting. This is the regeneration show. We're talking about so many regeneration projects, Richard, here in the Wakefield district. And yet we go back in history and we look at the past and we bring that into the future as well. Isn't that one of the, the wonderful things that you do with the heritage action zones? Yeah, absolutely. And you also get a bit of a resonance to earlier generations and earlier periods of Wakefield's history. I mean, Wakefield, it goes right back to Anglo-Saxon times. We have those historic streets of, of Westgate and Kurgut and, and so on. And um, we're really building on that medieval street pattern mm. in Wakefield. And of course, Wakefield for generations has been a crossroads for travellers. We've got the the road network, we've got the river network with the with the river calder and the local canals. And we've got Wakefield as a as a former county town administrative centre as well so many different guises that it's taken throughout its history and hopefully with this heritage action zone in wakefield we're helping to build the next phase of wakefield's story really interesting richard thanks ever so much now if people are interested in the heritage action zones and the work that you're doing from historic england how can they find out more well they can find out about our programs uh, nationally by going onto the Historic England website. We've got lots of information about the different schemes up and down the country there. And there's also local web content that the, the local team here in Wakefield have also been putting together. And because there are cultural programmes, history programmes associated with the scheme as well, there are further bits of information there to, uh, to delve into. Richard, thanks ever so much. Thanks for joining the Regeneration Show here on Rhubarb Radio. My pleasure. So next on the Regeneration Show, I'm joined by Councillor Michael Graham, who is Cabinet Member for Culture, Leisure and Sport at Wakefield Council. 
and he's going to be giving us an overview of how the Heritage Action Zone is helping the city and the whole district move forward. The Regeneration Show, showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. On this month's Regeneration Show, I am introducing you to Councillor Michael Graham, who's Cabinet Member for Culture, Leisure and Sport at Wakefield Council. Michael, welcome to a studio you know well. Hi, (laughs) always good to be here. We're now going to be talking about how Wakefield and the district is moving forward in a very successful way with so many projects. And we want to have a look at that. But we want to start off with an area of the city centre, an area around the city, which is just having so much regeneration. So it's the Waterfront and Merchant Gate the regeneration area. It's coming to fruition now. Give us a bit more of an overview on that and your thoughts on how that's moving forward. Yeah, David, it's it's a real exciting time for Wakefield because as you've said, there's a lot of things that have been happening and they all seem to be coming together really nicely um, and, and getting completed. First of all, down at the waterfront, everyone will know we've got the world-famous Hepworth Wakefield down there. But really excitingly, we've got the former Rutland Mills that are being transformed into what will be the UK's largest creative community outside of London. I think it's going to really put Wakefield on the map. And if anyone's been down there, you'll already see businesses already getting stuck in, um, opening up. It's going to be really fantastic. So that is going to be what we call Tile Yard North. Um, We've got Tile Yard South down in London. And that's really going to, like I said, create that community of of businesses, of, of creatives, and really transform that waterfront into a real destination for people to come to. It's amazing. It's amazing what's happening there. And I would say also it is, to some extent, tell me if I'm wrong, an extension of the city centre. You know, so it's now widening the city centre and it's bringing more people into the city. And that particular area, like you say, with the Hepworth and with now Talyard North. And it's going to, I would have thought, open more regeneration in that area as well. well definitely. Yeah? And I think it's all about connecting those places together. Mm. And as you'll know, we've got the Public Art Trail coming this year, £1 million of investment. Yeah. And that's all about linking up Westgate train station into the city centre and creating that trail yes. to bring visitors to the Hepworth and yeah. to Talyard North into the city and, and vice versa so they can benefit from each other. Yeah. If we move over the city centre a little bit then, Michael, and we go to uh, Merchant Gate, which we know what it was like 15 yeah. years ago, yeah. tell us what it's like now and where it's going. Yeah, so, I mean, I wasn't here 15 years ago, but lots of people in the city and surrounding areas will remember exactly what it looked like. So you compare how it was back then to now mm. with our new modern railway station. Yeah, We've got the multi-storey car park. And, of course, recently, Kappa College being created, Mm. which outstanding 16 to 19 provision um, for the creative arts and for for the performing arts. And that's taken 500 students from all over Yorkshire in every year. So absolutely amazing stuff out there. The final piece of that jigsaw is going to be down at Pemberton House and the former Westgate Railway Station, Mm. where we're going to be creating a hotel. And this is something that people of Wakefield have been crying out for visitors somewhere to stay in the city with that great connection to the to the railway so excited for it to come and can't wait to absolutely last it. month on the regeneration show we covered that we were talking yeah. about it and we were talking about how that development will just open that side of the city center yeah. uh, and everything going on westgate which we've talked about in this show as well in terms of supporting the heritage of the area there's so yeah. much heritage isn't there we're moving around the city center which is great because it's regeneration across the city isn't it and we're talking about the civic quarter and the city 
city centre master plan. I've heard this being mentioned. We see it on social media and on your website. But we want to know more about what is the master plan and about the civic quarter as well. Yeah, so the city centre master plan was created and approved back in 2022 by Cabinet. And what this is all about is responding to the challenges that the high streets are facing and re- the retail sector. And this is something that towns and cities right across the country are having to experience and adapt to. And we said before about master plans for the waterfront for Merchant Gate. Mm. I think what's really important to understand is that these master plans are created and they do take a while. Mm. But as we can see from those two areas, eventually you do get it all coming together and it's working out. The Civic Quarter is definitely another place where we had that master plan in place um, a few years ago. And we've seen a lot of regeneration to that area. We had the full refurbishment of the town hall. Mm. We had the restoration of the Crown Court. We saw the Rishworth Street Mm. multi-storey car park, which is at the end of its life, coming down in that controlled (laughs) (laughs) explosion, I'll call it. And, of course, the Cenotaph area and, and the... Coronation Gardens. Beautiful. It's a lovely. lovely place. A really lovely part of town. And you see people going there enjoying the lunch on a, on a summer's day yeah. with those buildings in the mm. background. Just a, a gorgeous yeah. place to be. So the next stage of this, the master plan, as well as being about regeneration from the council, it's all about creating opportunities for the private sector to get involved. And down at the Civic Quarter is exactly what's going to be happening there. So you'll know the former police station that's been quite empty mm. now for a number of years. Oh, Certainly nice. since I've moved to Wigfield, I've never seen anyone in there. <laughs> that's now going to be compartments. Yes. And to complement that, the car park next to it is going to be turned into high-quality living in the city centre. I think the master plan for me, it's all about recognising that retail isn't what it used to be, and it probably never will be again. Mm. Shopping habits have changed. People are more online. But we still want to keep that retail offer in the city. We still want people coming in. There'll always be a place for it. But we're aware that we do have to shrink that a little and create that community within the city, people living and breathing in the city as well as visiting. So that will be a fantastic addition to that area. Absolutely. Well, this isn't something we're talking about in a year, two years, five years. This is happening this year in the next few months, isn't it? It's starting. So planning permission has been granted yeah. and it should start in the next few months. Yes, spade in the ground. So exciting. Bringing vibrancy back, bringing people back to live in the city centres got to be a great thing yeah it has it, it, it we we need as many people to be living in the city to to be working here and like you say visiting it's all about that we can't sort of hold on to the past and, and try and keep things the way they are we need to move with the times and get this city in a place that it needs to be at michael something that's really very close to your heart we're going to talk about now and that's wakefield and the district becoming culturally vibrant the city and the district and i know you're really passionate about this tell us more about how is that being achieved it is there's, there's so much going on right across the we talked a lot about the city but mm. right across the district there's lots of regeneration going on and for us as a council it's all about ensuring that we have really quality decent places for people to live mm. everywhere in all of our towns and all of our villages people want to come and build a home and raise a family here and to go with that it's about those high quality jobs it's about getting people work right across every sector within the district and for me you know with my culture mm, leisure and sport hat on i know that it's creating experiences yeah. isn't it yeah. I- i'm really keen to make sure that right across the district we have an entertainment a leisure a sport and offer 
so people want to make a home here they want to work here but also they can enjoy themselves as well mm. people are crying out for more things to do um, and with the retail not going the way it has in the past, so to speak. In every town and city. In every town and city. Not just here in the Wakefield District. That's Across it. the board. You've got to look at other uses, haven't you? Definitely. Yeah. Keep that. Keep the city centre alive. Yeah, yeah. Giving people more and more to do, mm. bringing them in. And the same goes for all of our towns as well. Yeah. Something for someone to do in every town, every village. Get them involved. Absolutely. Where do you see the Wakefield District? Where do you want to see the Wakefield District? five, ten years' time? I really would like to see the district in a place, and it's really quite simple, where the people who live here are really proud to come from here. I think that's already there. People, like I say, they've got so many stories to tell, so much history, so much passion, and I want everyone to be able to say, you know, I'm proud of this district. I, I love living here. I love working here and invite other people to come along as well. If we can get that right, I think we'll be in a very good place. Councillor Michael Graham, as ever, great to welcome you into the studios. And I have to say, I just want that vision to come forward and happen. And do you know what? With everything we've talked about today on The Regeneration Show, it's happening. It's happening. So thank you again. Well, that's just about it for this month's Regeneration Show. Thank you to all my guests who've been in the studio talking about the Heritage Action Zone and just how important it is for the regeneration of Wakefield City Centre. And I'll be back next month with a special feature on Talyard North, the superb new creative hub, what's going to be the biggest in the north, the old Rutland Mills next to the Hepworth, being converted, being transformed into a fantastic creative centre. And I'm going to be heading over there to have a chat with the people who are making it happen and bringing those changes. Can't wait for that. All on next month's show. If you want to get more information about what's happening regeneration-wise across the Wayfield District, you can subscribe to email updates. And here is more information about how you can do it. All across Wakefield District, the city centre and towns are being transformed into vibrant places that we all love. Come join us on the journey. Be the first to know what's happening in your area. Subscribe to email news updates at wakefieldfirst.com slash regenupdates. And keep listening to Rhubarb Radio for details of the next Regeneration Show with special guests showcasing exciting regeneration projects to redevelop the Wakefield District. 